and welcome to our second season of episode two of Carmage Rebels. My name is Advita Patel. I'm Jenny Field. And I'm Trudy Lewis. And today we're going to be talking about our entrepreneur journey. So I'm just going to hand over to Jenny who's going to start us off. Thank you. So yeah, this is on the back of our last conversation in episode one of this season where we talked about our career journeys. And when we asked people to share what they wanted us to talk about, sharing a bit more about our entrepreneur journey was something that people wanted to hear a bit more. And I think it's a really great topic for us to cover because we said in the last episode about how being a consultant isn't necessarily for everyone and there's different reasons for for going out on your own. But there's also something for me around that journey around working for yourself and why you do it. And for me, one of the biggest things was that I didn't want to work every hour of every day and every evening and every weekend, which the more I'm learning about other entrepreneurs, the more weird that sounds, because apparently <laughs> everyone works, you know, weekends and every evening and, and I'm a bit of an anomaly. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make sure I had balance and I wanted to have more time to spend with my family. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that I could balance everything out, really. But I think there's something for me around exploring it. If you're looking at going out on your own, and thinking about whether it's the right thing to do and how much effort's involved and what comes with that and how you need to set your own boundaries. And there's just so many different themes around being an entrepreneur that I think are just worth us sort of chatting about, really. And I know, Trudy, you've been doing it a lot longer than than, uh, than Avita and me. So any any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think I think what's really, really interesting about having done it longer is that I started it from a contracting point of view so it wasn't necessarily kind of like a consultancy and 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 yes um I think preparation and thinking about it in the right way is so critical I did also kind of think I wanted to be a bit more kind of flexible I wanted to have uh more time at the time I was bringing my dad over and I was going to look after him and so I really needed to be flexible enough to look after him and do work and what I felt with a permanent job was that I you know it would be too disruptive so that was one of the kind of the the more final catalysts to get me to do it however I've always wanted or loved the idea of running a business even though I hadn't got a clue how to do that and so it's always been like, oh, my own business. And, and so I've never, ever thought of myself as being the head of comms or director of comms, not because I don't like the seniority. Um, I, I just wanted to have a bit more autonomy, a bit more control over what I was doing. And uh, to your point about time and having time to spend with family and, and enjoying life a bit more, that was that was also quite important to me. And also working on things that I loved. So rather than just kind of doing a day job I hated business as usual type work so it it was much better for me to kind of work on things that I really loved working on so that was why I love that and Advita I feel like you're one of the truest entrepreneurs of entrepreneurs now because you've got you've set up like <laughs> multiple businesses in the last year alone I think and and it, I think your journey is so interesting in terms of how you've you know set up comms rebel and then it just seemed to spark and ignite huge passion in you to go on and do loads more things to really you know follow your passion oh I know it's really weird I said it in the first episode if, if if people listen back where I spoke about the fear of setting up my own business after watching my parents have their own because you know I grew up with my mum and dad having their own business and 
just seeing the challenges that they faced on a day-to-day basis in terms of, you know, cash flow and are we going to eat today or not? And I mean, it was never that extreme, <laughs> but you felt like it. You could feel that pressure when you're having that business, right? And it's always, so I grew up in a very entrepreneurship household, which had the opposite effect of me. And I was a bit like, oh my goodness, I don't want to go through this mm. like level of stress. So I'm just going to stick to my job. I want to get a, a, a regular income coming in on the day that I know it's going to come in and I'm, I'm safe and I can, you know, be relaxed in that. And then I think it all kind of changed for me when when I started, well, actually, when I started volunteering, I have to say, when I started volunteering for the Chart Institute of Public Relations Internal Communications Committee, I was introduced to lots of different people, including you guys and also consultants. And I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. But again, you know, you spoke about it there, Jenny, saying that our thing, you know, for you, flexibility was key, you know, having that flexibility, spending a bit more time, not working every hour that was sent to you. But I was hearing the opposite from some of the people in the group. <laughs> They're like working weekends, working 18 hours. I was like, oh, this just sounds a bit hard work. You know, I don't know if it's good for me, but I was a bit like, I love the challenge though. I like, I like the fact that, um, you know, you are gifted, as Judy said, into kind of making the decisions on what you kind of work. And my trigger, you know, and I've said this in in, in the first episode, uh, was when I think three years ago, when I just kind of thought, you know what, I'm just not really making the traction I want to make in corporate life. Like, I'm, I'm getting involved in projects I don't want to be involved in. I'm having to have conversations about things that just really frustrate me. How about, you know, is, is it is it now time for me to kind of put myself out there? And I had the slowest journey known to person on this planet, I think, with entrepreneur. And you both of you know, because I spoke to you probably about it every single day for those you know, three years. <laughs> should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I do this? Should I not do this? It's just ridiculous, honestly. But you need that time. And what I, my advice to, you know, anyone who's listening, who's on the fence with it or a little bit worried, don't feel that you have to kind of you know wake up in the morning and go right that's it I'm going to do it you know take your time about it and figure out what is th- what it is that you want to do that's what I did so I spent so I left a permanent job and went into so baby steps I went into a fixed term contract and I heard some advice to say you know treat that role as a bit like a consultancy role so and, and that gave me the comfort blanket of having that two-year contract so I knew I'll be pretty safe for two years but I treated it a bit like a consultancy role in terms of you know I didn't get too heavily involved in politics I did the job I was meant to be doing I advised and guided I became a trusted advisor it wasn't easy initially because I was so conditioned to be a corporate person you know and, and that kind of stuff but that was the that that two years gave me that um, skill, I would say, to how to how to be an entrepreneur. And it's really funny, isn't it, Jenny? Because we had that chat. I remember when I, we both of us are part of the youpreneur community, and I remember me t- ask, telling you about, oh, what do you kind of, you know, I think we should call it like, well, I think we're entrepreneurs, and you were a bit like. Oh, I don't know about that term. So it was really funny to hear that because you've made that journey from being that consultant. And I say, I, I would say that you now call yourself an entrepreneur. I do. And do you know something Rachel Miller and I often talk about? Because she was the one that I think introduced both yeah. of us to the youpreneur community. And and she'll always say, I kind of was like, why are you talking about yourself like this? Like, you're just a consultant. And that's kind of what we we always talked about ourselves. And I think she was the one that that introduced um the summit and introduced that yes. community to me and obviously Advita and I have invested heavily in that and, and, have, and have been working in that community for the last 18 months now really and and I think 
it's funny, isn't it? Because I still feel like a bit of a tit when I say that I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> but I, I feel like a tit most days, to be honest. So, um, but I think I, it is a real it is a real mindset shift from being a consultant to being an entrepreneur. And I think that is the difference in my mind is the fact that there's always a new idea. There's always a, you know, Carmage Rebels is another business now. You know, we've, we've, we've got several different businesses almost between us. We've always got different ideas of coming up with new products, new services, new ways to serve our communities. Um, And it's just us doing that. There's not, teams with us doing things and having all of those different ideas and then taking action and driving things forward is probably the thing that I feel makes the difference than just being a consultant which probably doesn't feel like enough at the moment when I think about all the things that we're doing and all the stuff that goes with it but I yeah it's it still feels like an odd term probably because a bit a bit like you were saying Avita I grew up with a my dad ran his own business and he ran a few businesses over the years and I never saw him as an entrepreneur. I just saw him as my dad that ran a business. <laughs> um, and so I never really knew that term. It wasn't a term that was often talked about, um, but it's obviously been a skill set that's been passed down to me that is just inherently there to do that. And I think when you've given a lot to an organisation, when I look at the organisations I worked for, when I worked as a you know global head of comms or a comms director, whatever it might be, you know, my soul is in some of those offices <laughs> and I just don't have, I don't have the ability to, to invest that much in someone else's organisation when I've invested so heavily in one in the past. Um, and I think that's, that was probably the turning point for me was I just, I can't get as passionate as an invested in it as I, as I know I need to as a communication professional, whereas I am incredibly passionate and invested in the clients I serve for because it fits my purpose of, driving people through to a state of calm and helping people you know unpick the chaos that's going on so yeah it's yeah it's a long word I think it's really interesting to talk about purpose because that is definitely something that drives I think all three of our businesses the purpose that we all have and we all got you know all our purposes underline the business and we're all very similar in that you know yours is you know like you said Jenny chaos to calm and mine is building confidence in individuals to make sure that they can do what they want to do and that's where leader like me came from and I know Trudy you talk a lot around that purpose and I know you've spoken yeah. to our wonderful <laughs> uh, leader like me community about purpose so I think it'll be interesting for the the folks listening in in terms of why that purpose is because what you shared with the community really resonated with a lot of the, mm. those people you know a lot of our members yeah why purpose is, is such an important part of your of your company and, and the person that you are yeah I I, I think I think that's fundamental. There were a couple of things I was going to say. So just going back to what Jenny was saying a little while ago as well, is that I also think that the times that we're in means that we have to move on from being consultants to entrepreneurs because it's a mindset, it's a way of it's a way of running business, it's a very timely way of operating business. And I think the further we go down this road of um, kind of being a lot more diverse in how we work and opening up ourselves to, to to thinking a lot wider than say for instance communications you know it just lends itself to we need to kind of open multiple businesses so so it's really important but then tying that back in to to what your purpose is is really critical so we have we have things like I'll just go out and start my business because I'm good at comms uh there's a book called e-myth actually that talks about kind of a lot of people 
focus on the things that they're good at and think that they should just turn it into a business. Um, but that's not necessarily the case. And you'll hear the term entrepreneurial spirit. And both of you spoke about how some of this came from your families as well and how your backgrounds lended itself to that. And um, and I'm the same. My mother was a bit of an entrepreneur as well. But deep down, it's that purpose of why we're here, why are we, what, what's important to us, what kind of gets us going in the morning or gets us kind of really passionate about life. And the minute we don't focus on that, then it's just, it's vacuous. Should I say vacuous? I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's it's not as meaningful. And I think the the thing that will drive us forward with entrepreneurship is actually that meaning. You know, if it doesn't mean anything, it's really difficult to be passionate and motivated and do all the things that we've got to do, work 18 hours a day and all the rest of it. It's really hard to do that. And, and one of the things you said, Jenny, about the fact that you wanted to be passionate about your own stuff. You wanted to put your soul into your own things, not somebody else's things. And that that in itself ties very closely into being very clear about your purpose. I, I don't think you can do it without without it, actually. I've always said I want to change the world, which is very broad as a purpose. Yes. <laughs> um, you're almost, I, you're almost, uh, aiming, you're almost <laughs> aiming for the, the stars there, Jenny. <laughs> I'm the one I mean, that's supposed to be the... Yeah. the the ridiculous subject. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You are the one that wants to, yeah, I want to change the world. I know, bold. But I do, um, I think we also have kind of fundamental beliefs about things in society and, and in business that we feel we can impact and change. And I think that's one of the biggest drivers for me is I do believe that if everyone inside organisations understood the power of communication had the skills around communication, then organizations would be very different places. Yeah. And that's kind of my driving force. But I do have to come back to that quite a lot because you, you know you can get stuck in doing other things when you're running your own business, whether that's stuff that you're working on for your business, but also clients will take you off in different directions. So I remember when I first started the business, I was very clear about the things I was going to do. And within six months, I was doing completely different things to mm. what I thought I was going to do. Now, it was all kind of linked to that purpose. But my clients and my community have steered where that's gone. I haven't dictated that. I have been very led by what yeah. people have asked for and what they need mm. and how I can help. And sometimes they end up doing things that aren't linked to that at all, but are still helpful to the people that are in my community and my space. And that community piece, I think, has become really important for me uh, in terms of building that and nurturing that community and investing time in that to, to really help people. And I know we talked about youpreneur already and that's led by Chris Ducker and he talks so much about serving the people um, around you and that we're here to serve and I always said this when I worked inside organizations I'm here to serve the leadership I'm here to serve the employees I'm here to be that bridge between that but I live to serve you know and I think taking that ethos through aligned to your purpose makes being an entrepreneur I think somewhat easier if you don't have that live to serve kind of ethos I think it's really challenging because there's people asking a lot of you they're demanding you know your time, your expertise. If they're clients, sometimes they need you to respond quite quickly. And if you don't have that service industry almost in you, then I think that's, you know, I think that's quite difficult. Definitely. Yeah. But if you didn't, you know, if if you didn't have that, that that tie that directly ties back into your purpose. You know, mm. I I kind of see that as purposeful for me. I can't I can't see a client needing something and not say respond to it. 
and that mm. and that's you know that's that's the whole point and this is why I said before like don't think that you sh- you know not everybody has that moment where you wake up going right what what's what am I who am I serving and what what is it for and it does take time to build up to that you know and for me in particular I similar to you Jenny I started comms rebel in and a leader like me in January 2020 and we all know what happened <laughs> eight <laughs> weeks later you know a global <laughs> pandemic and where I was, you know, and I, again, I, I instilled that who am I serving and what am I here for kind of ethos. But the other thing that, you know, we we all spoke about, and I know Chris Ducker has mentioned it, is, you know, what problem are we trying to solve? Mm. Like, what is the problem that we're trying mm. to solve here? And yeah. I, I think every time I kind of get pulled into a different direction and it isn't fitting who what I'm serving or my purpose I have to think back to what problem am I trying to solve here because if it's in a problem I can solve or I can serve then it isn't for me and I, I think that is one of the benefits I would say of having your own business and it took me a long time because I'm not being you know we all know the money thing as much as we all you know we all have a purpose and we all live would leave a legacy and we all want to be like you know saving the world we've got to live right yeah <laughs> we need money and we need to live and I think we've we're quite fearful of talking about about money and, and our, our time and the cost it takes and that definitely me I'm, I'm kind of referencing me here because you both know I've got issues with <laughs> with money in general and charge and charging people for time because because when your purpose is so strong you just want to yeah. help right you want to help everybody but you do have to kind of balance that out with living and you know and how, yeah. how you're going to balance that and this is why I say to anyone who's listening like really think about think about your purpose and don't like don't don't be too hard on yourself if you can't fight figure it out straight away but think about you know the problem that you want to solve or the problem you're trying to solve and what is the problem that people have got and then how you balance that with mm. your worth how you're going to charge for that time because I do think you know I remember when I was asking folks about day rates and how much they charge for projects and businesses it's all a really bit bit awkward I don't know if you two have ever kind of discovered that but you know when oh, people gosh, get a little yeah. bit shy don't they when you <laughs> yeah. kind of talk about that kind of <laughs> so that reminds me of a conversation that I had with another consultant years ago so while I was doing all of this I kind of was chatting to him I was kind of quite young into everything and getting excited about rates and so on and nervous and um and he he just said one thing and it just changed everything Every single time we move on to another assignment, another project, we need to be growing. And whether whether or not that's kind of an increased rate or or something else, or you add something to your CV, it's a growth. And so we also always need to reflect that. And he was adamant about how we mustn't be shy to kind of, you know, charge what we're worth and we should not be working for nothing so you know all of the efforts made all of the things that we've kind of inputted in terms of our time and our expertise and energy is is chargeable and I think that's how we have to look at it but to be honest I was uncomfortable as well it was it was really awkward for a very long time and then people would throw rates at you and and if, if anybody even flinched when I gave them a rate, I'd be like, no, that's okay. I'll charge, I'll charge what you're expecting. <laughs> so it would go down and I'd be like, that's not the rate that I want. And, and it, it, <laughs> so it, 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 it's ticklish. I think it's quite difficult, but it is something that yeah. we have to get over if we're going to be an entrepreneur. I think also the thing I, when I set up the business, I had a, a number in mind where I was happy to, um, start taking money out of the business so I saved up in order to be able to do it and then knew I would have three months where I would be using my savings and I'd kind of had three months in my mind of 
that's what I'm going to do. And then once I've hit this amount, then I'll start taking, you know, a little bit of of a salary. Uh, And I think you have to work that out before you get cracking to think about what's what what are my financials what do I aim for what do I you know what do I need to really survive and I think when you think about what you really need to survive in some cases it's not as much as maybe you earn when you work in-house I mean and I think that is the difference to think about is what do you really need to 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 survive and I think we can get very caught up in some of the you know luxury items that we would go off and buy at times you know whether it's you know handbags or makeup or I'm just listing Advita's shopping list here uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind but but we could, you know I've, I've done this several times in my life where money's been tight and I've had to look at all of my spending and, and change things and and it always surprises me how little I can spend to to be able to be okay and and I think it's it's having that realistic conversation with yourself that you will, you know, if you've got that purpose and you're willing to put the work in and you know what you're trying to achieve and all of those things, then it will eventually, I think, all work out. But you can't underestimate the the work that goes into doing that, the importance mm. of having a network, the importance of showing up in your community that you're building. And, and the work that I'm doing now, my business is four years old in March 2021. And if I look at that over the last four years, how much it's changed, how different it is, and and the things now that I have to do to stay current and top of mind for people and showing up in lots of different platforms and creating, you know, graphics in order to make sure that people see stuff and doing stuff continuously so that people will see it on platforms like Twitter where things move quite quickly. And, you know, that's re- that is relentless. You know, I do when fleets arrived on Twitter <laughs> in 2020, I was like, oh, for God's sake, it's like another it's another thing that I've now got to put stuff on because you have that fear of being left behind of, you know, if I don't put up something, someone else will and my competitors might beat me to it. But it's just it is, I think, relentless. That's the biggest thing I have found exhausting over the course of the four years is that keeping up with being visible in those spaces and then realizing, you know, how many people are really in those spaces and then having the constant debate of do I need to show up there? Do I not? And it's a constant conversation with yourself, right? Isn't it? Am I doing the right yeah. thing? Am I charging the right amount? Have I got enough content out there? Is this the right thing for my audience? What if they don't mm-hmm. like it? What if this is rubbish? What if I'm rubbish? It's just, <laughs> it's constant. <laughs> it's, the, it's the inner monologue. And I have to say, and and that, and, and you know what, the, the thing, it's really easy to be completely overwhelmed with everything you have to do. And I think that's the transition from being a contractor, freelancer, consultancy to entrepreneur. Yeah. And that's that's a transition, right? And I think you don't have to do any of that stuff. So you don't have to be consistent. You don't have to be visible every day. You don't have to do fleet. You don't have to do reels. Thank you. Thank you. And you I don't feel have better. to do any of that. I feel better. But no, what you, I don't have to do it. I think what we we all say this, you know, is 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 to kind of discover what works for you and what you want, where you want to show up. And my advice to people when I speak about brand and personal brand, and that's a completely different debate. Won't, we won't talk about that too much. But the the thing is just. Try and find out where your people are. You know, what are they doing and what do they, what do they want to hear from you? And again, it's about serving, you know, what are you saving them for? And it's and I am, you know what I'm like. I am like a magpie. Anything new, like I am on it, like Clubhouse <laughs> yeah. at the moment. It's like, <laughs> you can't get her off a stage. She's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like, because I'm, I'm like a magpie. I like, I like to, and, and, but one thing I recognise in myself is that, Advita, you can't be everywhere. Like you can't, with the, with the level 
of pace things are moving tech and social and the work that you're doing and making sure that you're serving your community and, and making sure that you're not splitting yourself too much and you're not everywhere focus on the areas where you're adding value and I think that is really important for anyone who's listening and for all of us is like where are you adding the most value and where are you getting that interaction because that is where that's going to help you as a, as a person to grow but also help um, your community and I find that if I'm everywhere like doing and people may think I'm everywhere to be honest because I do like you know I, I do enjoy a bit of tweeting as you all know and Instagramming <laughs> and, and Clubhouse and the occasional LinkedIn post <laughs> Snapchat I'm no. not on Snapchat no, Snapchat and Snapchat Snapchat and TikTok are the two things I have just thought, <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody needs to see me doing any funky dance moves or anything like anything like that. I mean, real is as, as far as I will go. But this is what I mean. So you make a decision based on your strength as well, right? So you just be like, actually, you know, I'm going to leave it. And even though Priya Bates, Priya's got two teenage daughters and they're always kind of talking about how Priya and I should both be on TikTok talking about leader like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Priya is- I don't think I could do it to myself. <laughs> I can't or do it to others. Never mind myself. I can't put other people through that. <laughs> I'm going to remind you of this conversation in about six months' time when exactly. you launch your TikTok. <laughs> oh, goodness oh, me. That's a good one. So, what kind of advice or tips would we give to people that are thinking about starting out on their own but also maybe people that are already doing it and want to grow and have a bit of the fear of this entrepreneur word or feel like a tip like I did any any words of wisdom no I was just gonna say that one of the things that I really valued was having a business mentor there's something around being isolated because you know you're working for yourself and yes you've got your networks but there are some people who need to be honest with you and tell you if you're doing foolishness, uh, that's why I value these friendships right here. Um, but that whole thing of having a business mentor and also moving on to having a coach, I think is critical and a really be- a really positive thing to, to get involved in. So both you and Advita are in Upreneur and it's the same type of philosophy. You know, you've got this support system, a group of people who are going to tell you like it is they're not going to lie to you they're not going to you know say that you're doing good when you're not doing good and and just that honesty really helps a huge amount definitely I I completely agree with the mentor and I, I know we all have I am a huge fan of coaching and mentoring and I think if you can find somebody in the community that has been there done that and asked them to be a mentor that will definitely support actually that's how Priya and I uh, connected initially about a leader like me because I asked her to be my mentor uh, and then we ended up starting another business but you know so you never know where it could lead you never know where it could lead I would I would also say to people and I've said this kind of hinted throughout this conversation is take your time right there's no immediate rush I would say unless you can you know unless you've been unless you've been made redundant or you know something's not you know any you, and you're not and you're struggling a bit and you want to know and you want to just give it a go then try it out by all means but like Jenny said you know figure out what 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 is what is 
are doable for you in terms of expenses and living cost and and be realistic with yourself because it is you know it's not easy it's not easy and you need to be really kind of you need to hold tight when you when you're kind of going through your months because you'll have months where you're earning you know 125 pounds I'm using me as a real example (laughs) and the the months where you're earning you know five figures Mm. um and and that's 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 what I took me a while to kind of get used to to kind of do that but I would say definitely find yourself a mentor I'm, I'm a huge fan of that definitely do your research you know speak to others in the community speak to other consultants find out pros and cons a little bit of a disclaimer on that you know listen to their advice but you know everybody has their own different views and points so don't get too bogged down with it all you know just take it with a bit of a pinch of salt and also speak to the people that you trust right that you see that are succeeding and are doing some good work because there are a lot of people out there who may portray that their life is absolutely amazing and they're earning six figures and they're doing this. And realistically, I think if you dig a bit deeper, you probably find that they're not. So just be a bit cautious about that because you do get a lot of folks out there at the moment who are, who are claiming to be doing certain things who are technically not doing it. So go to your trusted group of folk, you know, people and, and in your community. And the third thing is I read a couple of really good books. I was just checking actually what which, which just to make sure I get the title right, which really helped me. So one of them is Beyond Entrepreneurship by Jim Collins and uh, Bill Lazier I think you say but that book is really you know they share some really good tips about entrepreneurship what it means uh, how how we can adjust ourselves to kind of fit into whatever people think entrepreneurship is and the other book which I really loved was uh, and I listened to this when I was like debating uh, whether entrepreneurship and consulting consultancy was for me and it's the company of one by Paul Jarvis and he he talks about what it's like to work for yourself and not have a big team uh, so those are the two books I would recommend that you first kind of start off listening to or reading before you kind of jump into it. Nice. I think it's interesting hearing the, the tips from both of you. I agree with all of them, the the mentoring piece, the, the coach, the, you know, getting the advice from trusted places, but but listening to stuff that's that's the right stuff to listen to for you and, and taking it and then applying it to you, not just taking it and thinking you can just lift it and shift it because that's yeah. not possible either. But I think there's also something around, you know, just, like you said having the time but taking the time to work out what what are your boundaries and what what's right for you and that was some of the best advice I had early on of you know make sure that you you do set those so I do set them to finish work at half five and I try not to work any weekends and that generally works unless you know things are really kicking off and I haven't got um you know enough hours (laughs) in the day which does sometimes happen but that's my general rule so it's by exception it's not the norm and I think that's really important to set when you're when you're looking at doing things I think there's also just having that moment to think about especially if you're growing right now or if you if you've been doing consultancy for a while you're not sure where you want to go next that's where the coaching and mentoring can really come in but thinking about what you want that to look like you know regardless of whether or not you're in a pandemic in the two three years time what does that look like for you um because that's really important to start to visualize what's coming and if you haven't done it yet and you're thinking about it being clear about what some of your values are is really important. I did my values when I started the business uh, before I knew that I wanted to start the business and talking about whether or not friendships were important at work and, and teamwork and those things was something that came up and it was it was lower down on my list than other things. I'm not, you know, a lone wolf. I do like having friends at work, <laughs> but it wasn't my reason for going to work. And therefore being a consultant is kind of easier in some ways because that wasn't a big driver for me as a value if your value and driving force of work is about friendships then working on your own can be you know quite lonely if you haven't got a network and people around you so 
there's a couple of bits in there to think about, but I think the coaching and mentoring is is really important and finding the right ones for you because there's loads mm. of people out there to help. But you've got to spend a bit of time working out what's the right community and the right space for you um, to help you because it has got to be honest. If it's someone that's just going to tell you you're amazing, don't bother yeah. because um, you're, we're not amazing all the time. None of us are, even though what? we all pretend that we might what? be. <laughs> So make sure you How go with you, people are honest. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adita. I'm sorry. Moment of truth in our, in our safe yeah, circle. Yeah. We're all amazing. That's, that's why we're here, you know, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. that's why you two are my friends, because you tell me how amazing I am every day. <laughs> <laughs> if only that were true. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please click subscribe so you get our new episodes as soon as they're released. If you want to reach out, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram as Calm Edged Rebels. We're always up for a chat. So please let us know what you think and ask us any questions you might want us to cover in future episodes. We're also all on LinkedIn and always available if you want to get in touch.